the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Mark, what do you got today? Well, you know, this is the weekend that real estate agents in the Bay Area have all been waiting for. It's the unofficial start of the 2019 real estate sales because season. Super season. Bowl is over. Well, Super Bowl is over, and they always, you know, people you say, well, historically, you know, the selling season starts after the Super Bowl, but the weekend after the Super Bowl, it rained cats and dogs, so no one was having open houses. Then last weekend was President's Weekend, and oh, yeah. no one was having open houses. And I know this because I, I you know, I look at the listings for the open houses, yeah. and they're like half a page in, yeah. in the local paper, where it's usually two pages. Ages during so the selling like a, it's season. It's like around Christmas time, same thing. Yeah, so so uh, it's been uh, so. There's a lot, a lot of open houses uh, all over the Bay Area um, this weekend, and um, well, we'll see what happens because you know it's just like you know last year at this time there was uh, a lot of optimism about uh, the 2018 season and. Um, it was good in some markets and unexpectedly slow in other markets. And well, I gotta say that there's a house not too far from where I live where it has not moved since they finished rehabbing it, which has been at least six months now, and hmm. it's been on the market for about two point six five million, and I think wow. it's overpriced by about five hundred thousand. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's well, that's significant. I mean, if you've got homes, and there are homes, um, you know, the high end has slowed down quite a bit. We'll, we'll see what happens to that high end uh, this coming spring. But, you know, homes, uh, let's say in Marin County, for example, Southern Marin, where, um, you know, homes above $3 million, uh, they're moving if they're priced correctly, yeah. but the ones that aren't are sitting there, some as long as a, a year on market. Uh, and I do follow uh, some of those neighborhoods and, you know, like to look at the pictures and, and sure. uh, get ideas for my future home. Well, well here's what, what people need to really think about when they're pricing their house. If it doesn't sell quickly, the cost of carrying that house is going to be much more than eventually when you sell the house. You know what I mean? It's like, no, this, absolutely. like this guy for who's, who's selling it for $2.65 million, He wants it, his price, but he's... Uh, yeah, but as time, wise and pound that's foolish. it. As time goes on, if he eventually gets even two four, which he probably still won't get, it, it'll be not that great because all that time will have gone by. Yeah, yeah. my dad used to say, "Chasing the pennies while the dollars float by." Yeah. you know, trying to get your price. Uh, you know, real estate works as an investment if you're buying, remodeling, and, and, and reselling a home, basically flipping, um, if you price it correctly. If you don't price it correctly and it sits there for 30, 60, 90, you know, you just shot yourself in the foot. And, and what do they say? That you, you make your money when you 
purchase the property, right? Because you got to purchase smart. I know we've got a a short uh, segment, uh, the first segment every week, but uh, I want to just switch gears real quick. I've got a gripe about certain popular news apps on my phone. I don't know if you guys do the same, but there's certain news apps that I, you know, that I've grown to like. um, But recently, they've uh, they're starting to annoy me, and I don't know if it's something that's that's changed in the way that they collect articles. But but two apps, Flipboard. I don't know if either you guys use that. Yeah, you told me. Flipboard. And then, and then Smart it. News is the other one. Huh. And and lately, and I sometimes go back and forth. They're just kind of, you know, Flipboard's cool because you can just kind of use your thumb, just keep flip, 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 flipping up. Um, and the, the primary uh, news feed on both of these is basically general, you know, um, U.S., you know, U.S. news that they pull from various sources. But lately, it's just so slanted to the left yeah. that I yeah. just can't. I mean, every other article is just is bashing Republicans, bashing Trump, bashing the administration. Look, I, I'm personally no fan of Trump. I think he's a total you know, doofus when it comes to all the, the, the tweeting and the nonsense that comes out of his mouth. And, you know, I, I almost I long for the days of Obama. It's like, you know, <laughs> that uh, end of it, yeah. Yeah, from that end of it, um, even though I've been a you know, re- lifelong Republican. Um, but it's just uh, it's just I don't know why, um, uh, you know, these these news apps are leading that way. And it's just I don't know well, if you guys have, have an discovered the same thing. That, that's yeah. why you got to go with the news app that I have, which is keeping up with the Kardashians dot com. Of course. But it does it does wear you out. And, and I and I do understand. I mean, if 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 many in the public are getting their news, you know, from popular news apps who selectively ignore, um, you know, balanced news articles. And all you see day in and day out is just, you know, uh, article after article after article with headlines that, uh, you know, that lambaste Republicans and lambaste the administration. It's it's just tiring. Yeah. And I'll tell you, smart news, I think, is more left leaning these yeah. days. Gotcha. OK, guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. By the way, our phone number is 888 and you're going to use that number to answer the trivia questions for five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with uh, two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, today's trivia theme is sports. Figured we'd have something fun here. Question, what were the New England Patriots named prior to the 1971 season? All right. Call 888-912-1190 for the first call with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate. Want to make a mention here for um, if you haven't tried paddle boarding yet, the Petaluma River and northern reach of San Pablo Bay offers you the opportunity to experience the largest preserved tidal estuary on the west coast of North America. Calm waters are ideal for learning to paddle board while riding wind and tides with sweeping views of oak studded hills with a skyline that stretches to Mount Tam. Conveniently located off of 101. Uh, paddlers can choose to paddle 1.4 miles uh, to into, excuse me, uh, Old Town Petaluma. Call 707-200-5520 or go to uh, www.petalumasup.com. Don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fauna, Pacific Private Money. First trivia question was, what were the New England Patriots named prior to the 1971 season? I'm not from the East Coast. I'm stumped. No, come on. I have no clue. The Boston Patriots. 
Oh. Oh, you don't remember that? Yeah, the Boston Patriots. Okay, uh, I, thought I, was Boston. Trying to, I was trying to think of another name for Patriots. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's what they were. Okay, I want to make a quick mention here. Also, for this winter, San Francisco's waterfront is a playground full of hidden amusements. Alcatraz Cruises is uh, launching Winter on the Waterfront. Locals and visitors alike can enjoy discounted offers while engaging in some of San Francisco's most coveted attractions without crowds and lines. Check them out. www.sfwow which stands for Winter on the Waterfront. Nice. Dot uh, com. It's a, uh, this is available, these specials, until March of 2019. So you got to call them right away. If you want to have fun, all you have to do is listen to the best of investing. That's Our sponsors do fun things. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> all right, Mark, you got another pet peeve. This, well, is, this, this show is going to be the this, yeah, this is the gripe peeve. show. The gripe <laughs> show. I know. Get it out of your system, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really getting annoyed with doom and gloom real estate market headlines. Oh, yes. Okay. First of all, and this was I, I read an interesting article from uh, um, in one of the blogs I follow where, where they talked about you know f- first of all real estate is not an asset class like stocks are so when you know if you own Facebook and Facebook stock goes down it goes down everywhere no matter where you live but it's funny how they they uh, People who talk about investing often talk about real estate as an asset class, as though you know real estate were you know were one type of class that that reacted the same or similarly like like stock markets, and they don't. And you know, so there 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 are dozens of types of of real estate. You've got you know you've got you've got different kinds of commercial, different kinds of residential. You got land. You got multifamily. You got industrial. Yeah, but regional though is uh, you know different areas of the country. Yeah, yeah, and then and then and you know, right, and then regionally. So I mean, it's just it's such a vast um, array of of investment types that you really can't you know call real estate an asset class everyone should own real estate and invest in real estate in some fashion mm-hmm. and it's how you invest in real estate based on your experience or based on <clears throat> on those those you follow but um, you know what I, what I want to talk a little bit about is is you know because you got real estate prices <clears throat> and perf- they perform different all over the country and you know all over in different states, different counties, different cities, different neighborhoods. And so when some pundit uh, uh, says that we're in a real estate bubble, it's like, okay, what on earth are you talking about? All real estate, single family residential real estate in what state, what county, what neighborhood? What street? All of them? That's sheer and utter nonsense. Well, so this isn't like 2008 real estate quote bubble right and so you know anyone who says just who just who just uh, writes a blog or an article and the headline is you know uh, or the the point is is that we're in some form of real estate bubble uh, I, I lump them all into one category they're Idiots. Uh, wait a minute, hold on. We were talking about the air. They're stupid idiots. <laughs> are you just stupid or are you a stupid idiot? <laughs> in fact, anyone who says California real estate is, is, a, is in a bubble is also an idiot because not all single family homes in California experience pricing moves in the same way or even in the same direction. You've got some neighborhoods where prices are going down and at the same time other neighborhoods where prices are going up all all within the Bay Area let alone the state of California so you know speaking you know about how real estate prices move differently and for different reasons what do you think is happening right now to real estate prices in Long Island City in Queens where Amazon pulled out of their Uh, planned new headquarters I would think it would be going down I, I haven't read any personal stories yet but I would imagine there are going to be quite a few bankruptcies as a result of basically 
putting a significant amount of money on red, which was basically, right. you know, buying up real estate in surrounding lots. I mean, sellers were, were making money hand over fist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but all of the contracts that hadn't closed yet when they made this announcement, I mean, if oh, you were a seller, you know, you thought, you know, you've just, you just you hit, hit the lottery. You hit, yeah, yeah you, you got a full house or a, fl- a royal flush by, you know, hitting it out of the park with that sale that you're in. And, uh, yeah, a lot of collapsing escrows, a lot of uh, people who made big bets on real estate based on Amazon moving in and all the people that were going to move That's, in there. Do you think they're going to try and woo them back, though, and say, okay, listen, we're, you know, no, ho- well, hopefully we'll Amazon will say, you know what? You had your chance. There's uh, a gazillion other places in the country that we can do just as well. You know, yeah. be it New Jersey right, <laughs> right across the river. And, you know, Texas is always looking for, for places, you know, for companies right. coming in. I mean. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a- any direct uh, quotes yet, but there, but there are quite a few uh, real estate agents and uh, real estate investors that are extremely unhappy right now. That's the other thing. See, it's not just... Those was it twenty five thousand jobs specifically yeah. for Amazon? Right. I mean the trickle down theory. Right. Uh, oh, massive trickle yeah. down impacts to the negative. Oh my goodness, on both the sellers that's and it. the buyers. Yeah, side. but they showed it to that big company, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. So we're coming up uh, locally here again, getting back to California. We've got the Lend It uh, um, uh, coming up here, I guess, in, in uh, well, it's still in April. It's still cu- coming up in spring, the, the uh, Lend It conference. And I, I keep going back to last year where all of the rage and all of the most popular uh, conference sessions within the, the Lend It uh, three-day conference. What's crypto, right? Crypto and <laughs> cannabis. Yeah. Do you hear anybody talking about crypto investments or cannabis investments? A little a little bit on the cannabis, not... Not, not as, as much, much on the, the crypto. crypto. Yeah. It's interesting how just, you know, you, you, you wouldn't think that an investment class or category would change so drastically year over year, but it's really uh, it's really interesting. I, I wonder who the, the, the big players are going to be, you know, this year oh, at, yeah. uh, at the lending. Well, you, well, we would all, we this whole last year we were talking about how crypto, there's really not much behind it. There's mm-hmm. actually right. nothing behind it, so that 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 actually doesn't surprise me. Since well, Bitcoin, there's nothing behind it, but, yeah. but crypto itself, cryptocurrencies. I mean, there's a lot of uh, it, it's a broad spectrum of of investment. Well, uh, well types. it's the blockchain yeah. thing, the, isn't yeah, it? Right. Well, that's it's based on the blockchain. Yeah, yeah the yeah. blockchain is the technology. The the crypto. Hey, is, we should uh, start the Pacific Private Money Crypto. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, hey guys, we got a minute to go here. Uh, I'll tell you what. On, on that note, we'll cut to our next commercial uh, break. All right, Carl Lewis won gold medals in what event at four consecutive Summer Olympics? That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. Also, want to make a mention here for uh, Dr. Love, L-O-E-V. You have seven seconds to make a first impression. Yes, only seven. A nice smile consistently tops survey lists as the most memorable feature when first meeting someone. San Francisco cosmetic dentist Dr. Love, L-O-E-V, can help. Check him out at www.drloev.com. Dot com. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Second trivia question was: Carl Lewis won gold medals in what event at four consecutive Summer Olympics? 
400 meters? No. 200 100? meters? No. You only have 58 more. Oh, 1,500? No. <laughs> you only have, don't worry. We have about six hours left on the show to go. No. Uh, the uh, long jump. Remember? Oh. Remember he was a big long jumper. I thought he did, but wasn't he like a multi-sport guy? He too? was, yeah. But, yeah. but he won four gold medals, or gold Carl medals in four consecutive Summer mm. Olympics. Long jump? That's like uh, 13 years worth, right? Yeah. yeah. Well. Okay. So, uh, Noam, let's uh, start off with you. Um, tell us a little bit about what Pacific Private Money does, and you've got a deal of the week for us. Yeah. So, Pacific Private Money, we're private lenders. We are alternative to banks, so when Plan A, bank financing, falls through, a lot of our realtor and mortgage peers call us for Plan B, which is uh, private money. Uh, a lot of the loans we make are bridge loans, consumer bridge loans or owner-occupied. And our deal of the week uh, this week is actually a bridge loan. This one was um, borrowers who came to us who are going to sell a property in Petaluma and also purchase in Petaluma, but typical scenario comes up where they identified the property that they want to purchase but have not sold their home yet. So mm-hmm. conventional, most conventional banks will look at that and say, you know what, you can't afford two mortgages at the same time, but your debt-to-income ratio is too high. So we can't make that loan for you. We can make the loan for you once your home sells, use the proceeds towards the purchase. But Pacific Private Money, with Pacific, at Pacific Private Money, we can actually make that loan where we're crossing the property. We're taking the equity from the home that they're selling and using that towards the down payment or part of the overall loan to value. And uh, in this case, it was a $745,000 loan that we made. We provided that uh, purchase money for the property that they're moving into. They're going to pay us off probably in about five or six months once they, once they sell their their departing residence. What do you? What did you charge the interest rate to the borrower? Interest rate on this one is in the high nines, mm-hmm. and nice. we typically charge a couple of points. Uh, the nice thing is that um, it's allowed them to get into the property that they wanted without having the stress of either either moving twice <coughs> or having concurrent closes. And the combined loan, <coughs> excuse me, combined loan value. In this case, it was sixty nine percent, so right at the top right, of about seventy percent. Okay, yeah. And you have a fund that all, that people can invest in that does these kind of loans, yeah, right? Yeah. So the Pacific Private Money Fund now in what five and a half years it will be coming up on six yeah. years in June. It's currently at about forty five million. Uh, investors who invest in the fund, they three requirements: you have to be accredited, uh, fifty million dollar, or excuse me, fifty thousand uh, dollar. But we'll take fifty million. <laughs> yeah, we'll take fifty million all day long. Fifty thousand dollar initial investment and a one year hold, and then uh, accredited being that you have a million dollar net worth, uh, or and you can't include your primary residence in that calculation, or two hundred thousand in income. And as I remember from previous shows, there's no fee to get in and no fee to get out. Correct. And we're paying about 7.5% right now. What's interesting about you know the business model of companies like Pacific Private Money is that when I founded the company in, in 2008, I had relationships with people who um, were savvy in investing in real estate notes. They were, most of them were retired real estate professionals that, you know, didn't lose all their money when the real estate market turned and liked investing in notes. And so all I really needed to do is go out and kind of bird dog for loan applications from people who couldn't get bank financing, which back in 2008 was mostly people who were, you know, started buying, fixing and flipping. Many of them started kind of early in the cycle. And so really, you know, it's in most of us in this business, got started that way. Really, it's just you, you, you're matching up people who have money uh, with people who need money. You put yourself in the middle there. You, you negotiate uh, uh, all the terms uh, for both sides. Uh, you know, what's the note rate going to be and how much of that note rate is the investor going to get? Uh, 
what kind of origination points and fees are the um, uh, is the borrower going to pay, and then you you put it all together, and you can outsource uh, loan document. Uh, uh, creation. Uh, although at the time we were drawing our own loan documents in house with our own software, and we still do that today. Um, but uh, very, very simple to get together, and and still to this day, the, the business model is as simple as, you know, we generate uh, leads. Uh, our phone rings and the emails come in every day with loan applications from, uh, you know, from not only from borrowers directly, but from real estate agents, bankers, and brokers who have clients that they can't help with conventional financing, and they're looking for an alternative solution. Uh, we got a lot. In fact, we've got very, very strong um, deal flow, as we call it. You know, leads that come in, people looking for loans, and you need a lot of um, you need a lot of leads because you got to say no a lot. You got to look for the ones that kind of fit your wheelhouse, as we call it, uh, which really is our investors' wheelhouse. What do our investors like to invest in? What kinds of notes? What kinds of properties? What neighborhoods? You know, uh, uh, certain parts of California are, are you know less exciting to some investors than others, and uh, and over the years we. We've grown our investor database to where we have about, oh, probably about 300 active investors. Uh, most of those are in our fund. We've got right. uh, uh, almost 200 uh, unique investors in our fund. And then we've got uh, probably 100 active note investors uh, who like to invest individually in notes, which is also called trustee investing. But it's just, it's a great, you know, we make money by directing the flow of capital. We take, you know, we take people's hard-earned money and savings and IRA accounts and help them earn an above-market rate of return uh, secured by real estate at conservative values. And and the yields that, uh, uh, well, our fund right now on a trailing 12-month is distributing about 7.5%. On individual notes, uh, you can earn as high as uh, you know probably 9%, 8.5%, It could be higher if you want to invest in junior liens or maybe some uh, construction loans uh, will pay a little bit higher. It's it is a mixed bag, and we do a wide variety of different types of loans, both first uh, first and seconds, and construction, which can which uh, uh, usually bear higher rates. So, you know, for more information about how you can earn above market returns secured by California real estate at conservative values, uh, go to our website. That's where all our contact information is, our bios, our history, and and more information about how our company operates. That's PacificPrivateMoney.com, or just give us a call. We're in the four. 415. That's 415-883-2150. 415-883-2150. So the uh, loans that you do, you don't just throw them against the wall and see what sticks? Sometimes no. no. Well, some, some, some of the referring brokers who bring us deals do just that. They yeah. just, you know, four out of five you know, loans they propose to us are eh. Mm. But, uh, yeah, you got to be very discerning in this business. We're, in fact, we're working with other people's money, so we have to treat it like our own. There you go. Yeah. Okay, we're going to cut to our uh, last trivia question here. Again, we're talking sports. What Boston Celtics legend was born in French Lick, Indiana? French Lick. Isn't that a funny place? That's a funny Boston. name. Yeah, Boston legend there. Boston Celtics. All right. Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. Uh, what Boston Celtics legend was born in French Lick, Indiana? Don't touch that dial. The best investing. I'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Third trivia question. What Boston Celtics legend was born in French Lick, Indiana? Larry Bird? Yes, that is correct. Right, Very good. One. Now, so there was something that uh, we were thinking about over the uh, break, and that is that, you know, you mentioned that uh, people were having to, some of these borrowers on these bridge loans were having to pay, you know, in the plus, high plus 9% range. Right. Okay. But if they pay off in five or six months... What's the interest rate? Right. They, the actual they amount that they paid yeah. is going to be less because they're paying over, you know, they're paying over fewer months. Yeah, yeah if you no, pay it off in, in six months, you've really paid four and a half percent for that money. Yeah, so right. again, it's you know nine yeah. percent is an annualized rate. So the interest payments that uh, we charge are based on an annualized rate. But the vast majority of our of our bridge loans are paid off because there's no prepayment penalty exactly. and no yeah. minimum interest yeah, guarantee. You, you could pay it off in six days, six weeks, six months, and if you pay it off in six months, you know it didn't cost you nine percent right. for the money. Right. It costs you four and a half percent. Yeah, some people right. get sticker shock when they hear that number nines or nine and a half, nine point nine. But uh, the reality is, you know, the average payoff is about five months. Yeah. So, so it's really only the points up front that really is a little bit more of the. Hey, we got us, us poor lenders got to eat. Right. <laughs> who says who? No, yeah, got to keep the lights on. Okay, uh, Mark, we have an email for you. It says, mm. "Please explain how a preferred return works in your fund as compared to a guaranteed rate of return." You have to kind of explain that to us. Yeah, so Pacific Private Money has a mortgage pool fund. It's called the Pacific Private Money Fund, uh, coincidentally. And most mortgage pool funds uh, pay their investors uh, in in a similar fashion. And generally speaking... um, you know, when you invest in a fund, there's something called the preferred return, uh, and they call it PREF for short, P-R-E-F. And the preferred return is the amount of money that uh, the fund pays out to you, the investor, first uh, before um, uh, before other fees. It's 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 you get a preferred return. So, um, at the Pacific Private Money Fund, our preferred return is is seven percent. So. Um, the, uh, the first 7% goes to uh, pay the fund members before the, the amount above uh, the PREF, uh, that amount above 7%, uh, gets divvied up between the manager and the fund members. And so since we, when, when we first launched the fund, we were paying out an average of 8%, which meant uh, there was a 7% preferred return, and there was an extra 2% uh, after that. So we split it among the manager and the fund members, and so they were getting 8 and, and uh, um, now that has gone down a bit because of yield and rate compression and competition uh, on the private lender side in California. So now it's uh, our trailing 12-month distributed, distributed rate is 7.5%. So that represents 7% paid to them on the preferred return and then a half a percent uh, because there was a 1% uh, of profit uh, above and beyond the preferred return. So it's really just it's, uh, it's preferred in that uh, you, know, you get that first. So... Um, um, a guaranteed rate of return, I guess, would be, I mean, and there's a number of, of ways to, to guarantee it. I guess if you invest in an individual note, for example, and uh, oftentimes there might be a four-month interest guarantee or maybe even a six-month interest guarantee. In fact, years ago, a six-month interest guarantee was kind of standard uh, for business purpose and investment purpose types of, of private money loans. And so uh, that would mean, let's say it's a six-month uh, guaranteed return if the if the borrower pays it off uh, or tenders pay off at four months 
he has to include an extra two months interest. Assuming that he already paid the other four months interest, he's got to pay two more months interest in addition to the principal because his lender said, hey, I'll, I'll make you this loan, but I want to, I want to guarantee that I'm going to get uh, six months interest. So we call that a minimum interest guarantee or MIG for short. Um, Pref and MIG. So you know, learn a couple <laughs> of acronyms. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, um, all good stuff. Again, for more information about how our fund operates, we have, uh, you know, we've got obviously an executive summary, which is kind of a top level overview of how the fund works and, and how you make money uh, as an investor in our fund. And then, of course, uh, like all funds, we've got, uh, you know, an offering document. Uh, ours is called uh, a private placement memorandum. Some are called offering circulars. Don't really know why, what the difference is between the two, because they're pretty much the same type of document. But private placement memorandum, which we're happy to send off uh, to anyone uh, at your request. So, again, just contact us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. I want to ask you about the track record, because it's great that you're, you know, you're talking about what you're paying now. Yeah. But what have you paid in the past, and has anybody ever lost money? So, well, we, uh, if you invested in the fund from day one, you would have gotten almost exactly, and you were taking distributions every month, because you, you can be a growth investor and just allow distributions to compound uh, and buy more shares each month rather than take your cash distributions in cash. But if you were, uh, if you were taking distributions from day one, which would have been June of 2013, you would have received almost exactly 8% uh, on your money on an, on an annualized basis year over year for those five and a half years. Um, we have never had a loan loss uh, in the fund. In fact, we've never had a loan loss in the company's history in, in 10 years. So no loss of principal. So our track record uh, thus far is, is strong. Uh, I know we're all talking about, you know, when the next real estate recession and economic recession is going to hit. And we're very mindful of that. So, you know, we're, we're, we try to be forward looking. And as we're um, making loans and, and approving and greenlighting loans today, we're always mindful of the exit strategy. And we've been saying no to a a lot more mm, construction and fix and flip type of loan requests when we deem their exit strategy, which is, which is usually, this is how much it's going to cost me to remodel it, this is how quickly I can do it, and this is the price I'm going to get. And we look at those numbers and just kind of shake our head and go, you know what? I don't think so. Well, yeah, there was, there was a loan <laughs> that I looked at uh, a few weeks ago from someone who sent it to me, and it was a wedding venue place in a place called Los Banos. Oh. And there was nothing around there. And it was a beautiful house. And it was like, quote, 45% loan to value. But the question is, if anything goes wrong... I'm not going to be in the wedding planning business. Right. You know? How am I yeah. going to get rid of this? Well, thing? and that's where appraisals fall short. And that's why we, you know, people say, well, do you get appraisals on every property? You know, when someone asks me that, I, I know they don't, they don't really know what we're talking about. They're talking about. They, don't, they certainly don't know our business because an appraisal is just a, a basically a bank-driven product that gives a number that they can legally lend on. Uh, but it really, at the end of the day, is it a price that someone is really going to pay you especially in a downturn or if the tenants move out or if it's condition deteriorates or something else happens in the city of Banos, Los Banos. Um, no, it's not. It's not a guarantee you're going to get it. So one of the things that we look at is what's the marketability exactly. of that right. property. It's not the appraised value. It's what's the marketability. How marketable is that property? How's the demand? Is it, is it in a neighborhood that's got curbs and gutters? Um, mm. Neighborhoods that don't have curbs and gutters are not as marketable as those with curbs and gutters. Some lenders won't even lend 
spend on properties without curbs and gutters. So it's, there's a lot of uh, nuances and, and factors. And so when we say we're a holistic lender, what we mean is we look at basically what's the likelihood that, A, they're going to be able to uh, pay us back. The, in other words, their exit strategy is going to be successful and, uh, um, you know, or conventionally refinance that. So we, we, we really look at it from a holistic point of view. Very good. Yeah. All right, guys, we don't have a, another trivia question. When we come back, I think you've got one more article. I do. I've got one more article. It's, it's not, uh, I'm not going to bash uh, the, uh, the headlines too much, but it's just an interesting article from a UC Berkeley economist who spoke recently um, at an event, uh, and this was published in the San Francisco Business Times. So, again, I think it'll be interesting. All right. Stay with us. You're listening to The Best of Investing. We're going to be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon. This is our last segment. Uh, Mark, you have a, a last article for us. I do. So recently, uh, this is an article in the San Francisco Business Times. They had a mayor's breakfast in San Francisco uh, earlier this month. And a local economist uh, from UC Berkeley spoke about his opinion on where we were heading in the economy. And what was interesting is, and I, I, I tend to believe that uh, this guy is, is on to something, uh, leading Bay Area economist predicts a tech-led recession. Now, the headline says, soon, but he's not, he didn't really say soon. He said within, said within the next three years. Um, but he believes the Bay Area is poised for a recession by 2022 due to a collapse in the tech sector or with a, tech, a collapse in the tech sector leading the way. Um, he, he's uh, quoted uh, from someone who was at this event saying, we're in a real boom here, and this is a bigger boom than we had in the 1990s. This has lasted longer, has added a lot more jobs, but we're also dependent on one major industry, which is true, the Bay Area. I mean, we're just, we're, we're tech-driven. So we don't want to admit this, but it's going to be our Achilles heel, he believes. He thinks that tech is going to create our next recession. He says, we've created a bubble economy. There's that word bubble again. I'm not really comfortable with that. And it's been almost 20 years since the last big recession caused by the tech sector. And it's highly likely, in his opinion, that we'll have a recession in the next three years led by tech. Now, um, <laughs> the person who wrote this article did mention that uh, the speaker, um, which I, I, I'm not going to go ahead. I'm going to name. You can find the article yourself. This particular speaker, this particular uh, um, UC Berkeley-based economist, has predicted the timing of recessions in the past that didn't come to pass. Oopers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not to say he's necessarily a bear or a quack. Or wrong uh, this time. <laughs> or wrong this yeah. time, yeah. But, uh, um you know, that's I, I've I've always said that uh, particularly when it comes. Well, first of all, at Pacific Private Money, we're very, very careful when we lend on homes in Silicon Valley. If if one could convince me that there is a bubble market anywhere in California, I would most 
easily be swayed by an argument that San Jose and Silicon Valley, Menlo Park, Atherton, the, those homes there uh, are at an unsupportable price per square well, foot, well, $2,000 yeah. $2, to $2,500 a square foot. I don't think that's going to uh, withstand the next recession, no matter how mild it is, particularly if uh, tech starts laying off. I just don't see those as um, uh, as being supported um, by, you know, uh, Normal economic, uh, you know, foundations. Yeah, uh, so. yeah, can you imagine a thousand square foot house going for you know two point two million dollars? <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah, okay, yeah. When things are going well, but when things start getting hit, I could see that easily going down fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the biggest challenge with Silicon Valley is there's just not a lot of area to expand into. So the existing housing, and there's not a lot of new homes being built either. Right. So the existing yep. housing stock is just increasing as people who are making really good money and want to live near the campus where they work mm-hmm. are willing to pay extraordinary amounts of money for some of the crappiest pieces of property you've ever seen. So, uh, and so we've, we've, we've had some uh, applications for like construction completion loans on a home that's say 3,500 square feet and they're predicting they're going to get $5 million for it. So they want a loan of, you know, they want a loan of three and a half million. And we're just saying, no, that's just that, you know, you may very well in fact get 5 million, but I just don't want to be based on, you know, our money that to me, that feels like gambling. If yeah. you're, if you're lending on, on a, on a property, where um, they need to make that kind of um, that kind of profit well, in order also, to be profitable. You, you get enough deal flow that you can be very choosy, right? Yeah, we got one that was a thousand square foot in Palo Alto that mm-hmm. uh, I think it was repair or construction was going to be two thousand dollars a square foot. Yeah, no yeah, that one. yeah, we regularly say no to those. Anyway, for more information, give us a call at four one five eight eight three two one five zero or go to our website pacificprivatemoney.com. And Pacific Private Money will be having some events coming up pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. we'll announce it uh, next week. Next we'll week, okay, but you can uh, still stay tuned. That's right. Okay, here's our thoughts of the day. You. U.S. newspaper columnist George Will said, baseball, it is said, is only a game. Well, it's true. And the Grand Canyon is only a hole in Arizona. Not all holes or games are created equal. Uh, Now, that is a true baseball fan. And Tommy Lasorda said, there are three types of baseball players. Those who make it happen, those who watch it happen, and those who wonder what happened. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. Wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's business leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.